Austin, here in Antigua, Guatemala, all the way to Dallas and all our amazing campuses. I'm just excited and expectant um, for what God has. It's amazing that our pastors have set the tone that we stop and take time to do this every single Wednesday and just celebrate, hear stories, and then also just have opportunity to learn and grow. It's it's so not normal, and it's such a privilege for us to get to do this every week. And speaking of our incredible pastors, Earl and Onika, let's please, please be covering them and praying for them. They are setting an amazing example of the importance of rest, and they're taking time to pour into their marriage, into their family, hearing vision from God. So let's be covering them so that they can be filled up to continue to just steward this incredible movement that is not only spanning campuses but also countries which is so so incredible so let's be covering them I'm gonna go ahead and just jump in we're gonna start in Luke 1 Luke 1 we're gonna start in verse 26 through 31 Luke 1 26 through 31 it says this in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of David the virgin's name the virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this must be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Okay, I know it's August and it sounds like I'm about to jump into Christmas story, but just bear with me for a second. I have felt a, a really a phrase and an idea um, in my spirit in this past season that has just been challenging and convicting, and, and I hope it's the same for all of us as well, and it's this. It's the idea of God bringing into our lives holy interruption. Holy interruption. If you want a title for this message, that's what it is, holy interruptions. So I think that our worldly minds, our worldly eyes have been trained and taught for a really long time that in the midst of our schedules, in the midst of our routines, in the midst of running into our calling, interruptions are always opposition. Interruptions are always enemy. Interruptions always hold us back. And I believe that God is challenging us to actually adjust our perspective or renew our minds to begin recognizing that God is going to bring not just any interruptions, but holy or divine interruptions into our life, but as opportunity instead of opposition. And I actually think that God does some of his best work in our lives through, through those interruptions, does some of his best work on us. So going back to these scriptures with Mary, this idea of holy interruption is so evident here in these verses. The life and ministry of Jesus literally began as an interruption to Mary's life. We have Mary, this young girl. She's just starting out. She's engaged. She has hopes and dreams. I imagine she has a picture of how her life is going to go, and then suddenly she is shockingly interrupted. The angel, the angel Gabriel, comes to her and says, stop, Mary. He essentially says, everything that you know, everything you dreamed, everything you have planned is about to change. And, and now you and I have the benefit of knowing what happened on the other side of this interruption. We know the gift, the transformation, the hope, and the victory that is coming, but at this point to her, it probably just looked like a roadblock, an interruption, a problem. So, so her life is interrupted, and the story unfolds. Jesus is born. So now let's shift from Mary and start looking at the life of Jesus. As I'm looking in the Gospels, I realize that the entire ministry of Jesus consisted of interruption after interruption after interruption. Literally, his ministry is one 
giant interruption to his plans. Um, there's so many examples. He was interrupted enjoying a wedding with his family and friends when there wasn't enough wine to go around. He, he was eating dinner with important people, interrupted by a broken woman crying at his feet. He, he had a nap interrupted by a storm. As the crowd welcomed him back to Galilee, he was interrupted by a father named Jairus begging him to heal his dying daughter. On this same trip, on the way to heal this dying daughter, he's interrupted again by a woman with the issue of blood who grabs his cloak. As he travels to the city of Jerusalem, he's interrupted by a colony of lepers. On the same trip, interrupted by a blind man. As he's preaching, he's interrupted as the roof is literally broken in over his head so they can lower a man down to the floor. And, and his travels and demands of ministry were constantly interrupted when he would come away and spend time alone with God. Even in his parables, he spoke in interruption. I think of the parable of the Good Shepherd. He's interrupted. He leaves the 99, goes after the one. This is interruption, holy interruption. I could give more ex examples, but the point is what we're seeing is holy interruption. And I want to stop and make a clarification real quick because I think that the enemy uses distraction. He uses distraction to hold us back and slow us down. But God brings holy interruption into our life to move us forward. And those are two different things. We see this in the life of Jesus. Jesus was not distracted. He was fiercely intentional, focused on the goal, but he was interruptible. So these are two different things, and we need to be spirit-led in our own lives to recognize the difference. So as I look at these examples in, in the life of Mary and in Jesus, I notice three main characteristics that we can really draw from and learn from in our own lives, three things that are consistent with all holy interruptions that God brings. So the first one is this, holy interruptions are always inconvenient. They're always inconvenient. They, they appear inconvenient. They appear problematic. Again, looking at Jesus, he was rarely able to get from point A to point B efficiently. He never was. When Mary heard the news going back to those scriptures, it literally says she was troubled at first. She said, how can this be? This seems problematic. This seems inconvenient. And I think in our own lives, when God brings holy interruption, we can tend to focus on the same thing, the inconvenience. We see potential problems, potential issues, but God is calling us to lift our eyes up, start seeing with spiritual eyes, and look past the inconvenience. So the next thing is that holy interruptions, this is super important. Holy interruptions are always covered by his favor. They're covered by his favor. To go back to the scripture with Mary, the angel starts his news by saying, Mary, you are highly favored. He even says it again, Mary, you are covered in God's favor. And I feel like it's the angel saying, Mary, I'm about to interrupt your life right now, but I need you to know that God has gone before you. He will protect you. He has covered you. He's going to make a way and stand in the gap for you. And I, I think it's the same for you and I. When these holy interruptions come, we are so often fixated on the problems and, and why it's not going to work out. And we're forgetting the holy interruptions are always covered by his favor. He's going to stand in the gap for us. He's going to work it out. He takes the problem and works it for his glory and for his purpose. And then the last thing that I see in this is that holy interruptions do not hold us back from our purpose, but propel us into our purpose. And we need to be recognizing this as well. I look at Mary, 
interrupted in the biggest way possible, but she was obedient. She didn't shy away. She didn't back down. And, and we all know through her obedience and faithfulness, she was propelled into her calling, and, and the, the stage was set for all of humanity. And so we need to be, again, renewing our minds and seeing with spiritual eyes as a church. We can't let the enemy discourage us. Let's look beyond the circumstances or potential problems and recognize that God is always working. And with holy interruptions, there's always more than meets the eye. So I, I want to just take it real specific real quick. How does this look? What do holy interruptions actually look like in our lives today? How do they present themselves? I see a few different things. I'm sure there's many different ways, but I see the first one I see is people. People. People can be holy interruptions. And Jesus, as we saw, he never saw interruptions. He just saw the people. And, and I love that this is such a culture here in this house. We love people. We say it all the time. We, we remember the one. But if we're being honest to really see and love people like Jesus, it sounds easy and it sounds nice, but it is messy. It is inconvenient. It often interrupts what we're doing. People interrupt what we're doing. And, and that's why on Sundays at this level of leadership, that we carry, yes, we have to continue in the practical. We have to continue running with excellence, getting things done that needs to be done, while also keeping our spiritual eyes trained and ready to recognize those holy interruptions that come in the form of people. Um, the other thing I see is that holy interruptions can look like pauses, pauses in our life. This is a hard one for all of us. This is where the quiet time comes in, the study, the stopping our day to get down on our faces, down on our knees and cry out for the Holy Spirit to just fill us up, to, to provide us and sustain, for, sustain us once again. Jesus knew the importance of this, so should we. Um, this is the pauses. This is where we allow God to, to interrupt those worldly thought patterns of fear and anxiety and bring us conviction and revelation and healing. I honestly believe what we're doing right now what our pastors have set in place every single Wednesday to stop and say this is what God is doing in this house this is what right now a holy interruption and it's so incredible it's so important um, and the last thing I kind of see sometimes holy interruptions look like vision vision growth change so often we receive vision from God and it seems incredibly inconvenient so inconvenient I think of Jesus again he was constantly moving around place to place to place and it's because he had a vision for the people on the other side but sometimes when we receive vision from God it feels like an interruption to something that is already secure something that is already comfortable to us I even think specifically, again, of our, our incredible pastors and the vision they've heard from God to plant campuses, to expand this movement. Um, I'm so grateful that our pastors welcomed that holy interruption when God told them to plant campuses at Bishop Arts at North. I think back to planting campus here at Antigua. I know it was not convenient. It was not easy. There were so many potential problems and hurdles that made certain things more difficult for people in Dallas, but, but they recognized the holy interruption and knew that it would be covered in his favor and would propel his purpose forward. So let's remember this as a church family as we continue to expand and grow and plant new campuses that, that this is a holy interruption. It might be uncomfortable. It might seem inconvenient. It's a holy interruption. God has a purpose. 
So I truly believe that in ministry, in leadership, in growth, in purpose, in taking territory, all of these things are going to be accomplished and experienced, not in our own plans, but through holy interruptions that God brings to our life. So let's be a church and a team that leans into this, that recognizes it, and that welcomes, in our, welcomes them into our life. Love you all so much. Thank you.